When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, what a week. Uh, the succession screeners came in this week. They did. And you haven't watched them yet, but I, I haven't watched them yet. Uh, I, I mean, I already had a head start on you because I saw two of them last week, but yeah, I, I finished them. And of course, we're talking about succession on an Oscar. So, so great way succession, to start the Oscar yeah. podcast. But no, uh, no, succession comes back in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited to start. But no, really, Joyce, we're talking Oscar stuff again, obviously. And uh, the big thing this week, I think I would say was the Licorice Pizza trailer. Paul Thomas Anderson's new yes. movie, now called Licorice Pizza. It had been called, or at least rumored to be called Soggy Bottom. I came out this week. It looks like a lot of fun, I think. Uh, and it looked like a tremendous Bradley Cooper just supporting, uh, scene-stealing supporting performance. That was my big takeaway from the trailer. And then you uh, did something right after you watched it. What did you do? Tell everyone. Tell the class. <laughs> what did I do? I don't actually even remember. Oh, I moved him to number one in the, in the eye, in my face. I, should, I just shot him right up. I was like, I, you know why? Because I, I'll tell you what. We, I had him nominated. Uh, even before the trailer, but I was like, not sure he was in it that much because he's like playing a guy who I assumed was inspired by John Peters, but apparently it's the actual John Peters, who is Barbara Streisand's boyfriend, a producer. uh, I think the basis of shampoo, the movie with Warren Beatty, uh, just a real Hollywood guy uh, and uh, producer on the original stars born so much so that they had to have him listed as a producer in the stars born that Bradley Cooper made. Uh, and then there was there was a, a scandal with his credit on that. Correct. <laughs> also, like it was like a bad time because uh, he was also uh, alleged uh, there was some uh, Me Too allegations, maybe. And, yeah. You know, so uh, not the greatest. And Bradley Cooper had to say, oh, no, he didn't have any involvement in the movie, blah, blah, blah. But now Bradley Cooper's playing John Peters. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun if Bradley Cooper wins an Oscar for playing John Peters? who produced the original star or the Barbara Streisand star is born uh, and not for a star is born where he should have won. I still maintain best actor over Rami Malek. I'll never forgive that. Never forget that. Um, but no, I have Rally Cooper. You, now you winning and so here. many people. <laughs> I, I got him winning here. Uh, he just looks great. The trailer. He's so much fun in the trailer. It looks like him bringing uh, very much a David O. Russell energy uh, to the, to the movie and his performances in those David O. Russell movies really were like very close to, I think wins in a couple of spots, you know, like silver lines playbook. He was great. American hustle. I think he was a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I could just see him winning for this. It would stop me here and tell me why I'm, I'm a lunatic. I, I mean, I, I don't think you are. I think, I think both supporting categories are very open. Um, there's no like really obvious front runner in either of them like there is in the lead categories mm-hmm. so and i mean when you told me that i had to be like do i even have him in <laughs> and i checked and i did have him in in five i haven't changed it at all so i still have him in in fifth and i mean it, i don't i don't know i'm not ready to say i mean obviously we haven't seen anything right 
So I'm not ready to say like he's definitely winning because I could also see this just being kind of like a glorify like cameo. Like I I could see like, you know, the the movie just being like the two leads and then like everyone like Sean Penn and everyone else, like these big name stars just having like kind of like soft supporting roles you know, well, that was I, I kind of think that could be true in even with switching Bradley Cooper in based on like two scenes in the trailer. Uh, it does feel like he possibly is not in it very much, because if you remember, like when they were shooting that movie last year, like the scenes of him, like the paparazzi shots of them, like shooting were of the scenes that are in the movie and in the trailer, excuse me. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing else of Bradley Cooper. So, I mean, they could have done like interior stuff with him, obviously, or whatever, but like a large like all of the stuff where they were spotting him on set was in like what we see in the trailer. So I was like, it's possible. And it looks like even in the trailer, he's in the same outfit in the two different scenes. It's possible that he's like, who knows what happens in the movie. It is like a love story between a young boy played by Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman and a, and a young woman played by Alana Haim from the, at the band. Uh, and you know, maybe he's in it for like one day, you know, who knows? So, but like in the trailer, it's, it is a lot of fun for him. Uh, the rest of the movie looked incredibly my jam and made me think like we discussed. Did, did you also week. grow up in 1970s San Fernando Valley? No, but I did love like Dazed and Confused and Almost Famous and like that. It, it, it reminded like. me very much of Dazed and Confused. That's what it looks like. Like yeah. uh, Almost Famous. I think I read somebody said on Twitter and I forget who was like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson really loved Lady Bird, which I could definitely see. And he was like, wanted to do like his own kind of kids coming of age thing like that. That leads me to believe that this movie is going to be awesome because Lady Bird rules and all those other movies rule. And yet it made me even think more that like we had said previously, I'm not convinced that it's like a slam dunk winner for him uh, in director or screenwriting um, based on, despite the, the enthusiasm for the trailer. And obviously, like we said, like the PTA stands uh, really being excited for this movie. It just feels like if he didn't win for, the master or uh, there will be blood or phantom thread, which are ostensibly like serious minded Oscar bait. Then he's not going to win for like the more lighthearted coming of age movie. That was my thought. Yeah. I don't, I I can see this like doing like moderately well in terms of awards, like maybe like a lady bird esque situation. Um, But I can also see it just like not really not 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 going anywhere but just kind of like not being responded to in the way that his stands want it to be right you know yeah, it's weird it's like it's definitely to me i was like oh and as a fan of paul thomas anderson like this is a this is an opinion that always gets me like just murdered but i was like it reminds me of i'm i'm, I'm a i like radiohead the band uh, but I like the early days of Radiohead. So I like their first album. I love the Benz. I love OK Computer. And then the later albums, which are way more artistic and critically acclaimed. I'm like, they're good. I don't dislike them, but I prefer like the big mainstream rock, like early albums. And with Paul Thomas Anderson, it's honestly a lot of the same thing. I love uh, Boogie Nights, obviously. I love Magnolia. I love Punch Drunk Love. I really love There Will Be Blood. And then the later ones like Master and Phantom Thread are good. Definitely enjoyed them, but like, I don't love them. Like I love the early ones. And this feels like a return to his earlier stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. I definitely think the trailer is like yeah. leaning hard on like, Hey, did you like Boogie Nights? And you'll definitely like this. I, I mean, like Cooper looks like his dad and Boogie Nights. It's like, 
uncanny almost in a couple of shots. And yet those movies did not get the Academy Awards response. I think that like, you know, maybe you would have expected. And I remember, and I know for Magnolia, he was incredibly disappointed. I think in that, that it didn't get like mass response, right? Like when they were like, he just, I think, so I'm going to, I know I'm going to like, I, I know just for based on the trailer, I think I'm really going to like it, but uh, I don't know if it'll, it'll be an Oscar play. I still have it in as best picture. And I think I still have him in as best director. Not I don't, me. do I have him in direct? I know I, oh, have no, I took him director. out. I don't have him in director. I don't know if I have him in either. Let me see. I have him in uh screenwriting but, for yeah. original, but I don't have him. I winning. think I have him winning screenplay. I have which, Belfast yeah. winning. I just feel like Belfast, if it's going to win best picture, I have it up there for now. Um, and I have it in picture, but yeah. not oh, apparently a, I do have him in director. I don't know. I, I don't know if, cause I feel like in, in director, I feel like there are like kind of four spots, maybe like right now we think like are really solid. And then there's kind of like a semi-open fifth. And right. I don't know, like he, I'm like, he's, I don't think he's one of those four that are like sort of locks basically. Right. Um, I mean, like, it's like, Oh, like, I was just looking at this the other day. I mean, he's gotten like eight nominations, I believe, right? Like yeah, no wins. Or no wins. And like a lot of those nominations have, like we said, have come for like those very ostensibly serious, like There Will Be Blood it was like a tremendous, like this is an Oscar movie, right? And like Phantom Thread, same kind of thing. Like this is a serious, even though Phantom Thread is actually very darkly funny. I think if you're watching it on face value, you're like, this is a serious movie, right? Like, or you could. And I just think like, you look at this and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't, I'm like Bradley Cooper doing a bit, Sean Penn seemingly doing a bit, Maya Rudolph's in the trailer. It definitely is like, this is a more fun movie, like an outwardly fun movie. Not even like one that you have to be like, oh, Phantom Thread. That's, there's a lot of clever, dark comedy in that. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think with him, it's just like, you know, like his early career, it's just like, he's like starting out. So I think it's, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, Oh, he hasn't won yet, but like, that's fine. Cause like, it's just like his like first couple movies, you know, and now he still hasn't won yet. So people just want him to win something. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I want him, I would love for him to win. Yeah. Like that would be great. But I think that's also part of it. And I think like licorice pizza is I think third in the odds. Right. I think picture? overall, well, I'm looking at the expert odds. Is it third? In, the expert, in the expert odds, it's sixth right now. Okay. But I think in overall, it's it's third. I think so. And I think that's, again, and I would not be, like, I think if he's going to win and if the movie's going to make a big impact, depending on, like, how big Cooper's part is, I think his screenplay would be, like, this spot. Because, like, he was nominated for Boogie Nights. He was nominated for Magnolia. It's, like, he's definitely thought of as, like, a great screenwriter. It looks like the kind of clever thing you know, and maybe you you think original screenplay is going to be like the cool movie. I think Lady Bird would have won that year, except it was up against Get Out, which was a cooler movie. Mm-hmm. So then Jordan Peele won. You can't argue either of those as a winner, I don't think. And like, it's like, okay, like that feels like a spot where he could win. The only reason he wouldn't win there is because like, who knows whatever other movies come up. But if like Belfast is like a huge best picture juggernaut, then I feel like it would win original screenplay because it just would. But who knows? So that's a good spot for him. I definitely have him getting nominated there. I would remain having him nominated there. Director and picture, I think, are less set, but maybe with 10 nominees, who knows? Maybe picture is set too. I don't know. Yeah, I think like the 10 slots like help it make it in there. Like, and I don't think like Belfast needs to win screenplay to win best picture. I mean, like, no, my lad didn't, you know? Right. That's so, true. And we, but we all thought it was going to win, or at least I did. 
Oh, you predicted no mama. Oh, I, I had the father. <laughs> <laughs> right now, according to the experts, uh, licorice pizza would win. Though Belfast is a, a it's coming up strong uh, right behind it. So yeah, and I don't think like the category is like you know that loaded this year. It's not like a Lady Bird versus Get Out situation. I mean, no. If, if you look right now, the nominees are licorice or the according to the experts. Licorice Pizza, Belfast, Don't Look Up, which is the... Uh, Don't Look Up, man. Should we talk about that, like, sneak peek from Tudum? <laughs> yeah, I'd actually like to. Uh, Don't Look Up clip from uh, for Adam McKay. Mass, which would actually be really cool um, for Fran Kranz. Uh, and actually, we could talk about that, too, because I had moved Ann Dowd out and then just was like, why did I do that? And I put her back in. And I have actually... Uh, we'll we'll come back to mass put a pin in mass and then king richard fifth i actually think king richard is i haven't getting nominated i think it will and i could see that making a big case to win too because it's like again like a a blacklist screenplay that like i think does a really good job in the movie i think is going to be well liked the other possibilities there come on come on a hero french dispatch last night in soho being the ricardos so it's like not the strongest deepest category that leads me to believe that like you're right. Like it could ease. I mean, it should get nominated unless the movie is just a total, uh, a washout, which I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. The, the, the adapted screenplay category is much more uh, tricky. I would say there's a lot of, a lot of these movies this year are kind of adapted screenplays, including yeah. something like Coda, which maybe you'd be like, Oh, that's an original movie, but it's actually a remake. So it's an adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Other stuff I saw like Alana, I want to say, is it Haim or Haim? What would you say? The Heim. Heim. The Heim sisters. Yeah. So Alana Heim is a lead actress contender, or at least would be in lead. And uh, Cooper Hoffman, I assume, would be a lead actor contender because it looks like he's- I know, but he's too young. He's only 18. Like, they hate they hate young men. Yeah. But uh, good. It uh, looks really good. And like we said, the trailer looks great. Um, so back to Madsen, actually, in this, I kind of wanted to talk about this, and then we can talk about- um, Tragedy Macbeth, because they kind of went together for me. So Tragedy Macbeth was at New York Film Festival last week. Uh, I didn't end up going to the screen, so I still haven't seen it. If you're watching and you were like, Chris, you said you were going to go. Uh, you're just a liar. I was a total liar, yeah. so I didn't go. But uh, all the reviews basically kind of confirmed what I had expected. I don't know about you, but like they are just like, it's Macbeth. It's an adapt- adaptation of Macbeth. Macbeth is a, a great, uh, great production. And Denzel Washington is amazing in it. And Frances McDormand is great. And maybe she's a supporting actress or a lead actress, depending on what they decide to do. And the movie itself is good. That seemed to be like the consensus, right? Like pretty much. Yeah. So going in, I was like, oh, Corey Hawkins plays Macduff. And I had heard like whispers of him being like the best part and blah, blah. And his got re- he got really good reviews, but none of them uh, really exploded off the screen for me. So I was like, maybe he's not as much of a guaranteed nominee as I had expected. And that was why I was like, you know what, at this point, I love Jason Isaacs and mass. I'm going to put him in. So I put him in instead of Corey Hawkins. That was my other supporting actor move of the week. Uh, he's so good in mass. Have you gotten to see it yet or no? I have not seen it yet, but you know, who did get raves for Macbeth, Catherine Hunter. So she could be another possibility in supporting actress. And again, that category is not really loaded either. Um, no. So that could be an easy. Yeah, like both supporting categories are very open. <laughs> so the only question I'd have there is then does Francis go lead and then Catherine Hunter goes supporting? And then does Francis actually get in for Macbeth? Based on the reviews, I'm not sure. 
Again, I haven't seen it. Get in, get into lead for Macbeth. Yeah, I mean, like I could see her easily getting in. I think I, I, I can see her getting in. I mean, yeah, lead is a little bit more crowded, but it's like she's just been on a roll like the last like four years, and you know, obviously she just won <laughs> her third right. Oscar um, for best actress. So uh, I, I can see her getting in just because she's like Frances McNorman and obviously she's great. Like we all expected her to be. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, she, she did like characterize the role as like supporting and really like when you read the play, like Lady Macbeth is like kind of supporting. It's like borderline, you know, it's borderline. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess she could go in either category, but if they want to be strategic, then they would, put her in lead and Catherine in supporting. Right. And then um, you I think she, she probably will be lead. And I, I mean, if, if she does get in, I don't think she'll win, even though she's never lost in lead. <laughs> so she's only lost her supporting nominations. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. And I, I feel like I, like, I wasn't like you said, like, I don't think we were surprised at all by the reactions to the film, but I'm just kind of wondering like how, it's going to play just to like the general public. Cause it's like, you know, we haven't had like a high profile, like Shakespeare adaptation for a while. Right. Um, so, and it's black and white. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. A lot of these this year, I feel like are theatrical movies that I wonder how they'll play like at home, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny, yeah. like last year we had like that same thing, but everything was at home, obviously. And then honestly, all the movies were fine. I I, I don't feel like Nomad, I think Nomad Land in a big screen would have been like really cool because of like the way it's shot, but it the way it moves and, and the way it, it just played very well at home, right? I only saw it, I saw it on my computer and on my TV. Like I never watched in the theater and it was great. I really liked it. Same with like Chicago seven and Mank. I feel like we're really good. And Minari, uh, you know, all these, all those movies, all those contenders were like, you did not need to like be in a theater, but I feel like Macbeth, I'm, I agree with you. But I, I always go back to the fact with like, not only are you watching it on TV, but if what, when, when are you watching it? Because like when I watch movies, especially like black, a black and white movie, Again, I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe you're going to be like, this is so silly. But I'm like, uh, if it's like too light outside or the light, it's like it, you, you don't get the same experience. It's lights are shining off the screen sometimes or it just doesn't look right. And it's like, unless you're really watching in like a really darkened room, which maybe is not even possible where you live. You just have to you, turn off all the lights and close the door. You'd have to do all that and maybe you can or whatever. I don't know. I'm just like, who knows? So that maybe that's an issue with Macbeth as it's going to be in theaters on Christmas and then on Apple in a few weeks later. And then most, I mean, I'm sure they'll get people out for like Academy screenings and stuff, but a lot of people experience that movie at home and whatever. But uh, so I think it's interesting too, with Francis is maybe a leader supporting. And then you have like Katrina Balfe is like leader support. There's like a lot of, there's still a lot of uh, fluctuations to come. I feel like in a lot of these categories with top contenders. So like, we'll see the other, uh, Macbeth thing, I think, was Denzel Washington, who uh, has gotten amazing reviews. And is Denzel Washington, and is it going to be like, you know, last year when we were going through Best Actress and we had like all these contenders and we kept talking about it. And then Frances won because it's like, of course, Frances won. She's already won two Oscars and like she's awesome in this movie. Why would she not win again? Is that going to happen here with Denzel, where we're just like, 
of course Denzel's going to win. Like if Denzel wins for playing Macbeth, would it be just like, no kidding. He won. I, I don't know. I, I still have Will Smith, but I definitely have Denzel, uh, as a strong, a strong runner up. And I would not be surprised if as we go six months forward, if he ends up being like an obvious winner, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like we've, we talked about this last week and I think also in our column as well, like Denzel can beat Will again, Um, 20 years later, (laughs) while Will is fronting another like sports movie, (laughs) unreal, (laughs) playing a real life person. Um, yeah, I, I, I still have Will in first. Um, I feel like Will can like win SAG easily just because that would just be so much more appealing to the SAG voting base, um, yeah. SAG after voting base, um, than something like Macbeth, even though, you know, a lot of actors are, you know, come up through theater and do Shakespeare. But I, I think it, like King Richard just has like a more populist appeal for that group. Um, yeah, for the Oscars, I... I don't know. Cause like, I feel like like Denzel and like Benedict Cumberbatch could um, attract like the highbrow voters, you know, and like that appeal. So um, it's true. I mean, and like, yeah, like, like he, you know, he feels like overdue for a third Oscar um, and he came close five years ago with fences, like ostensibly five uh, close because he won SAG and then so many people, switch to him but i i stuck with casey just because he swept entire season yes, i'm like I, i'm, I did I'm not changing that because of like one award um i, I yeah. wonder i wonder if the the, the race i could think I, I could see it mirroring a little and it depends and we'll see like because i think i say this saying that like again haven't seen uh Macbeth, but the reviews have been like, wow, this is like the best Denzel. Like I've seen like some of the reviews were like, this is the best he's ever been, which is like high praise and maybe super hyperbole and recency bias. But still it's like, if it's even on the, in the conversation to be the best he's ever been, I mean, it's Denzel Washington. He's like the greatest actor of the last, like one of the, at least in the like top three greatest actors the last like 40 years. So like, that's pretty impressive, but it reminds me a little of like Viola and Meryl from, uh, from Iron Lady, Iron Lady and the third. Help, <laughs> and the Help, because I'll tell you why. Because it's like the Help is obviously was the bigger movie, like populist pick, and Viola was the lead, but ostensibly, like you could argue she's not. And then you have like Meryl doing like Meryl stuff and like a historical thing and like whatever. And I'm like, obviously, Macbeth is not historical, but it is. I, I was just thinking like, oh, and I think I mentioned this in our column. If you want to ding. King Richard or for, or will you could say like, it's not, even though he's the title character, the movie is not necessarily about him as much as it is the whole family. And like in the last act, just by necessity, he's not in it as much because like it's a, there's a tennis match and they're showing him. And like, he's like a participant as like a spectator. Um, but it's not like he's not driving the action in those last moments. And you know, I don't know. I, I guess I could make the argument that like that makes him like less of a, you know, like Denzel's the whole thing. He's Macbeth, right? So it's like he's gonna be, he's gonna be in the whole thing. Who knows? Uh, but I think that's a great. I'm already excited about that because I like love both of them, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be really, really fun. And I hope uh, it's one of them. I hope one of them wins. I think in either case, it would be a great winner because you'd have Denzel getting a third Oscar, second best actor Oscar, or Will getting his first. Um, I don't know. I think it's just fun. I'm excited for that already. I think like, you know, obviously he's just the coach, so he's not in the match, but 
that's not like I haven't seen it yet, but that's not the final, final scene. That's just like the right, cl- right, climactic right, scene, right? right? Right. So like I've always felt like like for a movie, you need to have like a really like a memorable like opening and then like a really memorable like ending because that's what people remember. And so then the King Richard absolutely has that because the opening is like an amazing like will like super charm offensive, like you're in on the character right away. And then the closing has like a really touching stuff with him and the daughter. So uh, with Venus. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still, I still have Will winning. Like I think he's going to win, but I just wonder if it's going to be like a thing where we're just like, of course, Denzel has pulled ahead here and he wins. Like, I mean, know, no one would be surprised if he ends up winning. There. Yeah. So, and I will say like, Will's already on the, Will's already in, like we said, he didn't go to Telluride and like, kind of like, that was like maybe a shrewd move or we'd see because like they, they're like the movie allowed it, allowed the movie to exist on its own feet. And like, you wouldn't, didn't have like added stuff and like people like maybe were caught by surprise and like enjoyed it. Now, maybe that's not really going to happen because there's been people like me telling, saying it's actually good, but, um, you know, he yeah, but that's, G- that's good for it. Cause then it's, it's still like a real reaction. True. That's true. And then he, so Will had a GQ cover story this week where, uh, yeah. He was talking about his his life and career and it already made like he talks about Denzel. He calls Denzel for advice. So it's like oh. he's already in on the game, I think. And like it reminded me a little of like when Brad Pitt was doing stuff this at this time for like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Remember, he did like an EW interview, I think, and like a Times profile, like all like right around now. So but you know what Brad didn't do? He was not releasing a memoir at the same time, which Will is doing. His, his book is coming out in November. So, yeah. So, we'll, so good good stuff for Will. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Now, Joyce, you mentioned uh, the Tadum, Netflix's big Ta-dum. worldwide did you Did you watch Tadum on Saturday? Did you spend your Saturday doing that? Because I did not. I did not, no. But I looked at this stuff after and I was like, oh, look, they're bringing ex- Extraction back for another go around with the classic Break character lives, Tyler Even Wayne. though he was shot in the neck. <laughs> clearly died and then it ended like with like an inception style ending and then they brought him back but um i watched the stranger things clip i saw the crown is coming back in uh 2022 and i watched that imelda staunton video where she's got like claire foy and olivia coleman like over her shoulders as she's, but she's like, manifesting the emmy win for season six so i'm like way in and then they had a clip from don't look up um with jennifer lawrence leo meryl streep rob morgan and Jonah Hill in the White House with Meryl. First look at Meryl as President Meryl with Jonah Hill as Jared Kushner, basically. And uh, the clip itself, I'll just go first. I was like, I couldn't tell. There's like a music bed underneath it. Uh, did you watch this? So, and yes, it I was watched like, it. I couldn't tell if that was in, was that, did they just pull the scene out with the music or was it like, just like, did somebody throw that music bed underneath it to like make it feel more like a, like a, a trailer or a teaser. I kind of felt like the latter because it just, the way it was like, the music was just so, it just felt like it was not working with the scene. I don't know what it's like in the movie. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it felt very improv and very uh, comic in a way that I was like, I don't know if that's going to, I don't know. It, it was an Adam McKay film. <laughs> it was an Adam McKay film, but more like, it felt more like a comedy Adam McKay film than maybe like even Vice or Big Short did just based on like the bits. You had like Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill were doing like kind of like rat-tat-tat jokey stuff. 
yeah a lot of a lot of weird jokes like tampons and yeah yeah um so like my like so many people were dragging it because of the music like you said and the editing which was like you know bohemian rhapsody-esque oscar winning (laughs) editing winner (laughs) bohemian rhapsody um so my my take on it is that like that's not like the final cut like that's not what's going to be in the movie i think they just like call that together, like clip, like scene, just to set up the plot of the film, just f- precisely for Tudum, because they were like, Hey, Adam, like Netflix was like, we need something for Tudum on September mm-hmm. 25th. And they just like cobbled something together and they like cut out. Cause there was a lot of editing and yeah, like his movies are very edited, you know, like vice was, but, but also more like artistically than, than this clip was. So I think they, cut some stuff out and just to like condense it into like a two minute clip to set up the plot. So people know what's happening. And I think that was just temp music because Bertel is scoring this movie. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I trust him. And Bertel <laughs> so. scores for uh, the Adam McKay stuff rule. The vice score yeah. is so good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm a fan of vice. I really was. I know that people did not like, like it at all. Um, but no, I was weighing on, I thought the score was awesome. And like, I thought I'll like that movie was, I, I really thought that was a good movie. So I am like excited for don't look up. I will say that like, you're right. Like it gives you a sense of the plot. Um, and it's very uh, timely. I would say to it, like almost uncomfortable, like full Merrill as president Trump kind of like ignoring the cat- catastrophic effects of a, in this case, a asteroid hurtling toward earth or in real life, maybe the coronavirus. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's going to, I think people are going to really, uh, I could see people liking it. Like it's definitely going to be polarizing though, because uh, I think if all of his films are polarizing. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, and especially I think in this one, if you're on the, the right side of the political spectrum, maybe you're going to be a little offended by Merrill, like being like a somewhat uh, MAGA esque. So Adam do you president. have, do you have any like don't look up people? I don't, I don't. And I'll tell you why, not because that clip, just because I wasn't convinced that anybody, it's got an incredibly packed cast. And I was not convinced that anybody's actually in it very much, except for Jennifer Lawrence and Leo. And I think best actor is really crowded already, even with like, and I feel like the five that we've talked about are like very strong. And then you'd have, so that would be Will and um, Denzel and Benedict, and then I have Peter Dinklage and Andrew Garfield as the other two, but I think you could say like Joaquin Phoenix is an option. I'm not sure Leo would be like, I still think he'd be like seventh or eighth. And then Jennifer Lawrence's best actress would be kind of like the same thing. It just feels like there's not a lot of room. So I don't have anybody else in, but I have the movie in for best picture and I have the best screenplay nomination at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I still have Leo in because I just like put him in there a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Um, and I could, I could, it would just be like, I don't think he's going to win, but it could just be like a filler nomination for him. Kind of like what, like once upon a time in Hollywood was, you know, like you knew he was not winning that. Right. Um, and I like, I can see the movie, like the movie will be seen just because you have people like Ariana Grande and like Timothy Chalamet in it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. on Netflix and, you know, Leo and JLo are still huge. So um yeah so i have him in and i think i i still have Marilyn just because i needed to fill out the category <laughs> i mean it's Merrill. like i think uh i forget who was saying this in one of our uh, off-camera chats but it's like you can't count Merrill out like anything anything she does you would have to at least argue is a possibility for a nomination but i wonder if this will be more like laundromat Merrill than like 
getting a nomination, Meryl. Yeah, well, like the laundromat also bombed. So I don't know. It did. Um, and it had a similar starry cast, right? Like I kind of feel like it's in the same another movie I really liked, the laundromat. <laughs> but I guess I'm, again, the only one made me like the I I have uh, I like these strange uh movies. I don't know. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I could see, I guess with Leo, I could definitely see him getting in. Though I just don't think I don't have him in, but I'm like, I don't, I don't have J-Law in. I would say like the thing that's interesting about Leo is that this does look like, I always think he's such an incredibly, I always find him so fascinating as an actor because I think he does something a little different in every movie. And I've never seen him do like this kind of stuff where he's like the, the nebbish comic guy. What's that? He needs to do more comedy. He's very funny. And I mean, like Wolf of Wall Street, I think is a full out comedy and he's so funny and awesome in it. And I think and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really funny and he's like very funny in it. But those are different kind of it just feels like different kind of comedy than what he would be doing in that. And don't look up and that him playing like a guy who's just like a stammering, nervous kind of Nelly who needs Jennifer Lawrence to be like. Definitely a helper, I think, and like kind of like the more straight talker based on the clip i she's, i just find the voice of reason there right he's like the science nerd and she's like the person who could talk to everyday people um i think that that has a really good potential for him and i'm very excited to see how that plays out but it's hard to judge on like the one thing i just like i was like just I, this clip doesn't work as well um but i guess we'll see yeah but i'm i'm just like i'm not putting too much stock in that clip because i'm no. like i i believe this was clearly just made for that event it also seems like the other major character and another potential nominee would be rob morgan in supporting i think he's like the third lead basically like he's like the government official who goes with them i think around to try to convince people they should pay attention to this catastrophic asteroid heading towards earth um rob morgan got great reviews for just mercy he i feel like people were talking him up for a nomination but that movie really just washed out and i don't know i could see if if the movie's great and like we said, like a lot of these categories are just wide open, especially supporting, maybe there's a play for him too. I don't know. You know what also um was released last week that it was it wasn't a trailer, but it was a, a date and a photo. The tender bar with our favorite Ben Affleck. Big Ben. Cannot wait. So George Clooney's tender bar coming to Amazon later this year. Um, feels like a like a legendary Ben Affleck best supporting actor run here could be. Uh, I mean, he's also uh, in supporting or in, in contention supporting for the last duel. Correct. Uh, I'd be excited for Tender Bar. Um, I'm like lukewarm on George Clooney as a filmmaker, but I feel like George Clooney with Ben Affleck has obviously yielded strong results with like Argo. So you know, never know. Uh, even though Ben didn't direct this, obviously George Clooney did. Um. We'll see. I, I don't know George much about is it. also like overdue for an Oscar comeback. He is. So yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he produced Argo. So that was the, his last big one, but that was obviously like Ben's movie really. And like, I don't, I, like George did like no promo for that at all. Like he just showed up to the Oscars. No, his big play, they really tried to make um, Midnight Sky happen. I feel like last yeah, year. Yeah, that was last year. And then, yeah, so he hasn't, Remember when he was just collecting acting nominations like every two years mm-hmm. in like the late 2000s? So like that stopped. Um, and he's he's directed a few movies, including Midnight Sky, that 
haven't gone anywhere um, awards wise. So I don't know. I don't really have any expectations for this. So I haven't really I, heard I, anything I, about it beyond the photo and the, I knew they were filming it because they started filming it during uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, I know it's based on a book obviously too. And like, it, it's a good premise. It's and Ben Affleck plays, plays like the uncle, the bar owning like the mentor like, guy. The yeah. Mentor to like the lead character, I think is Ty Sheridan. Is that right? I think that's who plays. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm like, that has like that goes with what we've I think we talked about in the, maybe our first one of these or maybe in a column. Uh, you very star studded award season because we didn't even mention George Clooney and Ben Affleck. I don't think we maybe we mentioned Ben with like Last Duel, but yeah, cl- throw Clooney in there. I'm like, this is great. I, I'm like, I'm way in on this. Um, so we had all that stuff. The other stuff, I, the other thing I wanted to just bring up was. Um, Best actress. I moved Jessica Chastain to the top after we spoke last time. Wow. Just because, again, like, if you think about, like, the transformational thing and, like, the narrative that she's due, that all feels, like, very relevant. But we have, I still think Olivia Coleman and Lost Daughter is a real threat. That screens at New York Film Festival, I believe, this week. Um, so it'll be another round of, like, this movie is good or Olivia Coleman's amazing kind of buzz coming through. I'm very excited for Olivia Coleman. That's all. I just, just, I just love her in it. And I think she could be, she, she has not missed. She doesn't like, miss. Yeah. She, she just does not miss. Um, I don't know like if she'll win or not, but I, I have her getting in. Um, I still have Kristen in first, but I'm not like set on that at all. I think it's just kind of like the default, like placeholder number one. Um, so I don't know, but that category is also kind of, stacked you know we talked about francis already and jessica i don't know it, it's funny when you were saying before about like king richard and how like will is not in the climactic scene of the movie and i was thinking of zero dark 30 because like you know her jessica's character is not part of the mm-hmm. attack on bin laden you know like she's just like staying behind and watching it all unfold so um but you know her final shot like that was very memorable with like the tear and everything it's so, so good she, 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 she was so good in that. Uh, um, yeah, but you know, another one who's who's due for an Oscar comeback. Truly, uh, we didn't even talk about the other stuff. Let's see. Um, I will say, like, I'm like, I just to double back on best actor. I'm looking here at the experts. Bradley Cooper is still like locked in, according to the experts. For oh, Nightmare I still Alley. Have like so, yeah. So I have him getting in both, which I don't even know that feels right and wrong but then if he loses both he'll be over 10 <laughs> i don't know i felt like he should have won like i had him winning i'm trying to look at i had him winning for star is born i did i felt like that was like his big win i mean i think we all like early on like this time well stars born came out in october so like yeah in like october 2018 i think we all felt like he could actually win best actor for this um because like he was not going to win director and then he ended up not even getting nominated for director, but it, cause like after that year was not incredibly strong. So it's like, this could be like his win finally. And then a star is born basically like flopped <laughs> when it came to like the major awards, like, it, you know, bombed at the globes when we all thought it was going to sweep. And yeah, <laughs> I still don't under, I don't understand how that happened. I just can't. It's so good. He's so good. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. So I don't like, I don't know what I would have given in it for him um, for outside of that. But then it became so clear that he just wasn't winning 
you know. I feel like a lot of the years he was nominated, he was like definitely like the like the he second. wasn't winning for several linings because that was DDL. Right. Every and, I feel like a lot of those he was like the alternate, right? Like if you look, like it's like um so DDL instead of for Lincoln instead of silver linings, that makes sense. Uh who was he up against for American Sniper? Do you remember? Was that uh, t- that, uh that was Eddie Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne, but, and but the, his nomination was also like shocking because you know Sniper came out of nowhere and he knocked out Jake Gyllenhaal. Correct. So, um, American Hustle supporting actor in twenty, and then like Jared Leto was sweeping that season, so it was like forget it. <laughs> so it's like a lot of these are just like very much the runner-up spot. I feel like every one of those you can make like an argument that like he would have been like the second choice, and he was presumably the second choice for. Uh, to Rami Malik, perhaps. Was he though? <laughs> I, mean, I hope so. Was he? Like we like to think he was, but was he? <laughs> Who else was nominated that year? Help me out. That year, it was uh, Vigo. I mean, yeah, I'm looking right now. Is Vigo uh, Christian Bale and Vice? Yeah, and Willem Dafoe for at Eternity's Gate. I mean, like, I, I could see like Vigo. Christian and Vigo being. Yeah, I think Vigo probably was like maybe runner off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so big week for Bradley Cooper either way. That seems fine. Any Anything else, Joyce, before we wrap up here? Um, I don't think so. I don't know. Coming up, we've got uh, the new James Bond movie comes out next week. So right. We like like do- 17 years later. Very long time later, yeah. the f- final time for Daniel Craig. Uh, I think maybe a, a good, maybe perhaps below the line contender. A lot of really we can talk about um, Billie Eilish getting into original song next week. A song that's been out for like almost two years. I still haven't heard and has already won a Grammy for the movie that has not come out yet. <laughs> now it's going to be there and best original song contender. Billie Eilish versus Beyonce, maybe and others for uh, that's yeah. a, that's a good lineup already. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got that. And then the last duel coming. So October is going to be fun. Uh, New York film festival is still going on. Like I said, lost daughter, I think power of the dog is actually going to be there. I think I said it wasn't, but I think it actually is. Mm-hmm. So that was a mistake in, in the, in the corrections part. And we'll, we, I, I'll, I'll watch succession. I'll watch the screeners. So maybe we could like tease. Okay. It yeah. Next week we can talk about it. Cause embargo is up on yes. Monday. <laughs> so I'll tease that too. All right. Joy, see you later. Bye. Bye. This is the Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network.